Do you ever struggle with your fuzzy brain? I do. Welcome to the Uncluttered Office Podcast. Here I share what I've learned from my struggles with chemo brain and executive functioning disorder. I'm your host, Katherine Avery. I'm a former Wall Streeter, now entrepreneur, with 20 years of experience in business and office design. I'm a badass cancer survivor and thriver, mom of a teen, a wife, and a lifelong learner. I've discovered that whether we lose our keys, misplace our files, or constantly forget important appointments, we can learn to be more productive. We can design a work and home life that is simpler, easier, and much more manageable. Listen in and learn how to create a plan to streamline your space and your systems so you can be more focused and organized. Hey everyone, Katherine Avery here of ProductivityByDesign.com and your host of the Uncluttered Office Podcast. Today, I have a special guest, Melissa Chofi. She is a physical therapist serving women in New York and Connecticut. She specializes in pelvic floor dysfunction, orthopedics, and general fitness. She is passionate about giving women the tools they need to reclaim their lives and demand what they deserve. So welcome, Melissa. How are you? Good. I'm doing so well. Thank you for having me on. I'm so excited. Super. I saw somewhere that you're sometimes called Mel. What do you prefer? Well, now that I've reestablished myself, um, everybody calls me Dr. Mel. So Mel is fine. Okay. Do you prefer doctor? Shall I call you Dr. Mel? No. No formalities here. (laughs) Informal like me. I I was like, oh, I can't, you know, I'd be polite. So one of our connections, other than the fact that we're also in a group run by uh, Beth Lees, is we have a Penn State, we are connection. I'm we so are. Psyched. We are. My husband graduated in 1990. I bleed blue and white by marriage. I went to Smith College. We did not have football. And when we met and started dating in 2000, 2000, Whoa, he took me to my first game. I had never been to a big university like that before, and I was just mind blown. I loved it. Did you go to the games? I did. So when I was a student, I graduated in 2003. I went every season. I was a season ticket holder, and I haven't been since last year when I took my boyfriend down. And as soon as we drove into State College, he's like, oh, my God, there's too many people here. (laughs) It is a little crazy. It's like its own, it is its own city, pretty much. I love it though. I really do. And I'm I'm on the introverted side of life. I'm not completely introverted, but I'm definitely on the introverted side. But we love it. And in and our, our daughter is um, very noise sensitive, as am I. And mm-hmm. so it was a very long time before I took her to a game. I just said she's not going to be able to cope with the crowds and the noise and everything else. And when we took her to her first game, and she's probably about 10. We had a little break in there. You know, she was like a gymnast and doing sportsing things and blah, blah. She's not a gymnast now. She's a dancer now. So we just didn't get there. And suddenly, you know, at like 10, I was like, if we don't take her now, we're just never going to get motivated. She fell in love with the game. She fell in love with the atmosphere. She wants to go to Penn State. Yay! (laughs) A rising sophomore. (laughs) And I I told her, I'm going to have to study hard because it's not easy to get into, but it's a great school. Oh my gosh, I loved it. And my boyfriend, okay. who does not like football, is now a big Nittany Lion fan after going to one game. So, <laughs> Of course. How could you not love the Lion? 
love the lion. I have pictures of us with the lion. (laughs) You do? I have not gotten a picture with the lion yet. You will. You will. It takes time. (laughs) I can't say that every time we go. We, We were season ticket holders until, so my husband and his dad were, until she was about seven. And then and my, my in-laws even had a little apartment out there, which was oh, nice. really neat. So we could go stay out there. Um, and eventually it just became too hard for all of us to go. And it, we would have gone this season. His plan for his dad's 80th birthday was to take him to a game. Uh, uh, be I don't know if that's happening. It's, no, it's not. Um, Penn State has announced that they, as of now, because you know how everything is changing in pandemic world, as of right now, only season ticket holders can go. And it's my understanding, and I won't get this exactly right, so if anyone's listening, feel free to correct me, is that there's about forty to 50,000 season ticket holders, and mm-hmm. there are 110,000 seats in the stadium. So that's where you draw the line. That's perfect. Right. Half the stadium right. is full. Mm-hmm. Well, that doesn't include students, and I'm not sure how they're going to handle students, and I'm, you know, that's not in my purview at all. But you know, let's say it's 40,000. That's the way you draw the line. You have to. And Absolutely. So that means we're out. We don't have season tickets, but at the same time, we, we get it. It's fine. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll watch from TV. Yeah. And you know what? I don't know if they do this in um, where you live, which is what, Westchester-ish? Uh, Beacon, actually. So Dutchess. Okay, Beacon. In, Connecticut, in Southern Connecticut, there's the most awesome alumni cha- chapter. Really? Oh, it's so fun. Look for your alumni chapter. We, go, we get together. We watch the games. We have so much fun. That's awesome. I have to look into that. I never thought about that. And we get loud. <laughs> <laughs> you have to. That's yeah, just sort of how it rolls. You know, it gets really exactly. loud. Exactly. So anyway, this is supposed to be about fitness and nutrition. <laughs> Let me tell you what I eat at a Penn State football game. I can guarantee you oh, it's boy. nothing nutritious. <laughs> And you know what? That's okay. I mean, I think this is one of the things we'll talk about. So I watched one of your Fearless Friday episodes. I watched the Quarantine 15, of course. And weirdly (laughs) enough, everyone's going to now officially hate me. I've lost weight during COVID. (laughs) That's very, uh, not very common. And it's not, and that's okay. And there's no judgment here. I totally get it because I could easily stress eat, guilty as charged. But I, I, I fell upon intermittent fasting end of November. And I asked specifically Jen Stevens, Delay, Don't Deny, which I love. And I really just don't ever talk about because it's, oh, hi, everybody. You know, it's not something I just <laughs> kind of randomly talk about. So I, I typically, I was telling you before we started that I typically am fasting 18 hours and then eating six hours. And this mm-hmm. was a very easy transition for me, although I was at 16 hours, eight hours. So 16 hours not eating, eight hours eating for a long, you know, a good three months. So I could adjust. Um, I've never been much of a breakfast eater. I love breakfast, but I don't have, I'm not the person who wakes up at 7 a.m. ready to eat. I'm the same way. First of all, I wake up at 5.30 a.m., but even at 7 a.m., I'm not ready to eat. So I'm really not even hungry till at least 10 o'clock. It's 11.30 now. Nah, I'm not really hungry. Right. So I usually eat around 1 p.m.-ish, and I stop eating around 7. So it's not, it has not been a sea change shift for me. So let's talk about nutrition and fitness as it pertains around the pandemic. You know, how do people continue to try to eat healthy? You know, and we're seeing Victory Gardens, mm-hmm. which is an awesome shift. I have access to Sport Hill Farm in Easton. They're amazing. So I don't 
feel I have to grow anything. I grow um, Mm -hmm. herbs. I love growing herbs and I'm constantly cooking with herbs. And then the second part of this question is the fitness piece. The gym's closed or now some of the gyms are open, but Mm -hmm. you know, some people are afraid to go to the gym. How do they manage this? I don't want to be careful how I put this because this is really important to me to state that I am not at all judgmental around people gaining weight. It is, this is a really tough time for people. So, mm-hmm. hey, you know, you can lose it later. Don't right. worry about it. Don't worry about it, people. <laughs> <laughs> so um, my take as far as, let's touch on the nutrition part first. I'm not a nutritionist. I just, I know like general information, but I want people to understand that there's no good and there's no bad foods. It's how the food you're eating make you feel. Um, so I stress that with all of my clients, be very mindful of how you're feeling, what you're craving, what you want before you put it in your mouth. Mm. And that's a mindfulness issue. And that goes beyond like having a list of foods you're allowed to eat. And I'm using air quotes with that and times that you're supposed to eat at using air quotes again, because we're so distracted from what our bodies are craving and what we need versus what we're being told they need, if that makes sense. Yeah, I can find sometimes if I'm craving a steak, I assume that's my body saying I want protein. Because I don't crave steak. It's just not something I normally crave. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, if you took me to Ruth Chris Steakhouse, I'm not going to have this. You know, when I'm home and I'm craving Mm -hmm. a steak, I know it's time for me to get some protein going. Mm -hmm. That maybe I'm a little low on whatever's included in protein, iron. Yes. Yes. Iron yes. And, red meat. and especially red meat. Yeah. So I'm borderline anemic. So when I'm craving red meat, which I don't normally eat, I'm like, I need to buckle down and eat some red meat because there's probably something going on. And then exactly. you have to be careful with like portions and all that too. But like just really being mindful of your hunger cues, your fil- fullness cues, how you're feeling when you're eating that food and afterwards, all of that plays such an important part that we all tend to miss. That fullness thing, that was probably the biggest shift I've experienced by doing intermittent fasting is that I tend to get full much sooner than I used to. And I was very, very shocked by that. Like I'll get through dinner and I've, I've had to learn to like, you know, the eyes are bigger than the stomach. I've had to learn mm-hmm. how to not put quite so much on my plate. And mm-hmm. then, you know, if I'm still hungry, then you go get seconds. But it was a right. very interesting shift because, of course, I also grew up with the Clean Plate Club, right? Mm-hmm. Finish yep. what's on your plate. So I can't tell you how often I've had like just a little bit left and I've just put it in a little container and said, all right, I'll add something to that, like a salad tomorrow, and I've got lunch. Exactly. Yeah. Especially restaurants. I love that when like, oh, yeah, all the time. And then you're, not, you're like, oh, I don't have to cook for another night. <laughs> I know. When I lived in New York City long, long, long ago and I was single... People be like, you ordered takeout? And I'm like, oh, this is two or three meals. I can make this bad boy <laughs> Yeah. You know, it was great. And I loved doing it. Uh-huh. So, yeah, um, it's great. Little unfit and a lot more unfitness because I know that's much more where you're oh. working, being in physical therapy. Mm-hmm. So fitness, again, it doesn't need to be fancy. You can, I've had programming with clients where they're lifting things that are around their house, like laundry detergent bottles, cat litter, like anything and everything pretty much. So you don't need a fancy gym and gyms are actually still closed in New York. So uh, we can't even go. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if they're opening Connecticut. 
I have, I can't, are. I don't remember the R. Okay. Yeah. But here, they, there's no timeline on when they're actually going to open. So My husband getting, suspended his membership at the gym. He just doesn't feel ready or yeah. comfortable yet. And he loves the gym. He's a gym rat. So he's been outside mostly because it's lovely out doing these workouts. We both have beach body memberships. So mm-hmm. uh, where you can do the workouts online. I'm the person who, if it's nice like this, and also, and we'll get, we'll talk about this in a minute, the whole dealing with the TMJ thing that I've got. I've been not lifting or doing anything like that because I've got this issue going with pain. So I've been trying mm-hmm. to be really good. So long start there, I just wrapped it right in, right? So uh, <laughs> I power walk. And I mean, mm-hmm. I move, like I'm hauling. And I do about two mile power walk pretty much every morning. I didn't this morning. And this is, I'm going to talk to this because you talked about listening to your body. I woke up this morning and my body hurt a lot. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't do a power walk this morning because I knew my body was saying it's time to take a rest. And I mean, I've probably power walked like seven or eight days in a row. Right. <laughs> and it's probably like time to take a rest. So what did I do instead? I did some stretching. I'm going to do some more stretching. If I'm feeling a little more up for it later, now that my muscles are warmed up, I might take a power walk later. You know, we'll just kind of see how the day goes. I, I love that. And it's especially during the pandemic, like a lot of us have taken on different roles. So a lot of us have become teachers to our kids. A lot of us have transitioned to working at home and we're not used to that. So we are assuming an entirely different lifestyle and then trying to force ourselves into this mold of like, I have to do this work. I have to run six miles. I have to do this. It's just not going to work. You have to adapt that whole routine to your new lifestyle pretty much. And like you said, be mindful. Like, am I really just being lazy or do I need a rest day? And sometimes you just need that rest day. Absolutely. And it's interesting. I know people who um, do triathlons and whatnot, and their rest day will often be that they take a swim because it's Mm -hmm. using completely different muscles. You're stretching out, et cetera. Swimming here for me is not an option. <laughs> it was really, you know, <laughs> me too. <laughs> we don't have a pool in the backyard. I would. That would be great. I'd love to take yeah. a swim today. Uh, I'm a little jealous. It's a beautiful day, and my daughter's going to swim <laughs> thing, and I'm. I'll be here working. Right? Me too. You too. Mel. <laughs> we'll be working. We'll I'll be, be working. young. I'll be young again. So, but that's okay. It's all good. It's all mm-hmm. just different times of our lives. So, one of the things I see that's just amazing as how empowering you are around women and their health. And, I, and it's great because, you know, we all need to be a little less focused on the scale, more focused mm-hmm. on how we feel. So what do you recommend? Like, how do we break through? Good luck with this, right? How do we <laughs> break through this culture of diet, this diet culture that it's a whole lifetime worth? I mean, I look at the programming, nothing against my folks. They didn't mean any harm. This is just what was out there when I was growing up. I mean, I've got a few years on you, age 54, many (laughs) years on you. There's just, you know, I mean, when I look at my daughter and I talk to her about her body, it's not about you need to diet. The last thing she needs is to diet. Oh my God. Like (laughs) running around. For me, what I do is I say like, you know, it would be good for you to take a bike ride, get some fresh air, move your body, get outside, mm-hmm. you'll feel more re-energized. And that's how I try to kind of approach it. But what do you recommend? Because you're a pro and I'm just little of me being mom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I love that you address things that were beneficial to the bike ride outside of 
what you look like, external stuff. So I always, I actually have, I should have sent this to you. I call it my mindfulness journal prompts. So it Mm -hmm. focuses around food and exercise. And it's mostly like how you're feeling internally. Forget about what you look like. Forget about how many calories you're burning because that's not going to be sustainable. What you, how you feel and how you feel empowered after a good workout or a nice walk with your partner, that's going to be what's propelling you to stick with a fitness regimen. So that's the most important part. So for me, uh, the way I get motivated for my power walk is I'm outside. I'm in the fresh air. I really get rejuvenated by the sunshine and the trees and the birds and the animals and all these things outside. It's just how I'm wired. And we're going to talk a little bit about wiring and now people are wired differently. And the other thing is I noticed because none of us are driving everywhere. I would always listen to my podcasts in the car. Mm-hmm. You know, I plug my phone in and it would come out the speakers through the magic of technology and little hamsters yeah. running it inside. <laughs> right. Uh, just kidding. <laughs> I do know that little hamsters don't run in inside, but, but I swear they do. So <laughs> the, um, I, I missed listening to my podcast. It's how I learn. I enjoy it. So I said to myself, why am I not just putting in earphones and carrying my phone and, and listening to the podcast while I walk? So it's my, mm-hmm. it's really my time. Like to me, my power walk is my time. Mm-hmm. And oh, you sound like me now. It's funny. Stay yeah. motivators. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And, and it was funny because while we were in this real heart of this before, you know, my husband has an essential job so he can be at work. Um, but he really wasn't. He worked from home as much, much mm-hmm. as possible at the beginning. And I'd be like, you want to walk with me? Do you want to walk with me? Do you want to walk with me? And one day I was like, do you not want to walk with me? <laughs> do you want to leave me alone? <laughs> Love you, but I need a little time to myself. Out of the house. Oh, yeah. With you. <laughs> and it's not, and it's nothing against him. He's great. You know, we all go to our separate corners. We're a little family of mostly introvert. But that power walk is my time. And it's, I think when I shifted exercise to be about, I have to lose weight and be fit to a mindset of, I feel so awesome when I'm done exercising and it's a high and it makes me more focused, more energetic, less grumpy. Oh my God. You know, if I don't work out for two or three days, I can see it in my mood. It's, it's, oh yeah. Yeah. So when I made that shift to it being about radical self-care, about really taking care of me on every level, let's face it, like there's a spiritual level. I'm looking at nature and what's made out there and you can call it whatever you like, universe, God, doesn't matter to me. Mm -hmm. There's a mental level and then I'm kind of clearing my brain. When I'm exercising, I'm getting in my body and out of my brain, except for that whole podcast thing. But that's not my brain. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? That's like someone else talking. So it's, it's, it's not like, although sometimes I do have to stop and take notes on my phone. I do the same thing. People have something brilliant and I'm like, all right. And I'm trying to still walk while taking notes. And then I, and you're like, and I'm that person, the car is passing, like looking at me like, ee, like uh, out of the road. I know, I like <laughs> have to my move zone. over to the side. You know, but I'm in a zone and I mean, it's like good for my body because I'm staying fit and healthy. But uh, it's just one of those things I have... Um, undiagnosed ADHD. I would have been tested by now had we not had dealt with COVID, but I'm, I'm 99% sure I do. I mean, I know I have mm-hmm. executive function challenges. Some of them stem from having had chemo brain when I was um, mm-hmm. dealing with my cancer journey and I'm fine. I'm healthy and well, but that's really 
uh, one of the things I've read and been learning about is that um, when you do have executive brain challenges, it's super important to exercise. Absolutely. And, and a lot of what I'm re- reading and hearing is, oh, you really should go running. Well, I don't, I don't run. If you're not a runner, don't force yourself to be a runner. So, I, yeah, you know, and I mean, I, 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 you know, I have a theory on running. I, there's three times I would run. Number one, <laughs> number one is to save my child. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> n- number two is away from a large animal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and number three is to a pile of a million dollars that I know I'm going to get. <laughs> I like that. Third that's my too. take on running, people. <laughs> I will walk and walk and walk. I can walk all day. I love to swim. Uh, my sister-in-law's back to playing tennis. This is a site for her. She loves tennis. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's a bowler. Uh, that's fantastic. I think, you know, my daughter doesn't like to walk or run. It's not her thing. She can run. Like, she was mm-hmm. running cross-country for a while. And she likes to bike. Yeah. She and that's you. the thing, too. I'm so glad you brought that up because a lot of people are conditioned, and diet culture does this to us as well, we're conditioned to use exercise as a form of punishment. I ate a cupcake last night. I got to do two insane workouts tomorrow. And that's just not, that's not sustainable. And that's not healthy. We think it's healthy because we're told that's healthy, but it's actually not. So finding an exercise that's consistent, that you really enjoy, that you're going to do for the rest of your life, and you could always change it. That's the most important part. And a lot of people don't realize that. So here's my theory on the cupcake. Just have it and enjoy the flipping cupcake, okay? Just if you oh, want I love to have a cupcake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Exactly. But, right. you know, enjoy and savor that cupcake. And that's what mm-hmm. I do. And I don't, I don't believe in denying myself from beautiful foods. But I also will say this, if it's 7, 38 o'clock and, I'm, and my window is closed, as we say it, I may or may not. Once in a blue moon, I might say, all right, we're having a big family party. We're all having cake and I'm going to go ahead and have it. But most nights, you know, if it's just us, the family and my husband's like, I'm going to get a bowl of ice cream. Do you want one? And then he looks at the time and he says, yeah, no, you don't have it now, do you? I'm like, no, (laughs) thank you for offering. Mm -hmm. That was really so nice of you. And it's so weird because like diet culture teaches you bad foods. So you want to rebel and you want to have them. But when you're out of that diet culture mindset, and I'm speaking personally for myself, there are foods that I thought I loved and couldn't live without. And now I'm like, meh, like I could now have M&Ms in the house and it'll sit there for four months. Cause I just, it's just yeah, there. no, I'm not, you know, I barely eat them anymore. I, I, I gotta say, I've gotten to the point now. I have a friend in Belgium. Hi, Tim. She'll be so psyched I mentioned her. And Tim sent me this box of beautiful chocolate that's from Belgium. Oh, Belgium chocolate. And, uh, yeah, I got to say, once you've got Belgian chocolate, you know, and I get M&M's are, are, are great. You know, my kid loves M&M's. I would eat them in cookies. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like Belgian once you break chocolate. out of that. Yeah. It's just and like, I'd rather yeah. have a tiny square of that and savor it and really enjoy it than like really anything else. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's such a weird shift. And I wish more people would learn about how to make that shift out because it's just so liberating. It's hard and it takes a really long time. And I bet you, I don't know if this happens to you, but it does to me. Sometimes I find I slip up and I'm like, what? Where did that come from? Yeah. It's a a constant lifelong journey. So you're not going to get there. What do I say? It's a marathon, not a sprint. 
Exactly. Exactly. Not that I would ever run a marathon or a sprint. (laughs) Nor would I. In case anyone forgot, (laughs) but I was not a runner. My husband's a runner. He runs like six miles. I look at him, I'm like, why? Oh boy. Was there something you had to catch? (laughs) Were you you being chased by a bear? Is there a money pile that I don't know about? Exactly. Oh, most importantly, are you hiding the money pile? Where is it? You know, that sounds terrible to say, but it's true. But you know what? Running works for him. He loves to run and he Mm -hmm. alternates. He does, you know, like a very cardio weightlifting type workout a couple days a week. I can't tell you exactly because I don't pay that much attention. But I know he's working out, you know, I see him mm-hmm. and then um, he'll go and he'll take a run and, and he has a plan and a pattern, which I am not privy to, but it works for him and he's healthy. And, you know, here we are, we're in our mid fifties. Right. We're, uh, we're Why'd you make that face? And because <laughs> I was like, so, what? Because <laughs> I feel like I'm 35, you know, we're, we're taking good care of our health and, and we're taking good care of our health, not because of how we want to look. We're taking good care of our health, at least I am, and I'm pretty sure he is too, because we have a child to raise mm-hmm. and, and family, and we want to be here a nice long time and, and enjoy them, you know? Right. And, and one of the fun things, because during the height of COVID, before masks and before everything else and figuring this all out, I wouldn't step foot in a grocery store. I had done the Armageddon shopping back in February. <laughs> I will confess. <laughs> I definitely was out there. Order. <laughs> we were we were out at like every store. Every time we were in any store, I'd be like, okay, buy that 24 pack of toilet paper, okay? Just I was just gonna it. ask if you're a toilet paper hoarder. Oh no. <laughs> so I'm gonna say yes and no. We did it over the course of two weeks and I never bought it from the same, you know, that I bought one package. I never bought five or six or ten packages. I just wasn't that person. Mm-hmm. But I'd buy one package each store we were at. So if we were at Target, we got a big thing of it. If we were at, I don't know, Walgreens, we got a big thing of it. You know, anywhere we were going, we there was a giant killer bee outside my window. Sorry, that was what the face yeah. was. The face wasn't. <laughs> the face, they've come from Oregon. I'm just kidding. But he is really big. Wow. Sorry. That's, okay, I know what people like look, if they're not listening to the podcast, if they're watching the video and be like, what was that thing? Yeah. So, yeah. So we did make a lot of purchases. I did fill the freezer with meat and other foods. I probably bought way more flash frozen veggies than I would normally do because I'm really a fresh vegetable eater. But my thinking was, I didn't know what it was going to be like. We just didn't know. Right. Were we going to be able to get food? Like, mm-hmm. you know, it was just so crazy out of the blue. And I wanted to eat healthy. So I didn't want to just you know, have to buy whatever was on the shelf. I really wanted to have what we would want. So right. um, I did the best I could. I felt that it wasn't like we weren't going to eat the food. We would. I didn't mm-hmm. buy random. I didn't buy Kansas Spam. We don't eat Spam. There's uh, I've never had Spam. Nothing actually. wrong with that if that's what you like. <laughs> uh, you know, it reminds me, I was with my cousin in Fenwick Island and um, somehow we got on the topic of SpaghettiOs. And he was appalled that I have never had, my daughter has never had SpaghettiOs. I've never had SpaghettiOs either. <laughs> so I have bought a can of SpaghettiOs and it would be fascinating to see if we ever even open the can of SpaghettiOs. Because <laughs> it's just not something we do. It's just, right. you know, we tend to eat, you know, mostly with fresh foods. 
that's just how we like to eat. So, oh, the point of all that, 10 years later, the point of that story (laughs) was because we weren't doing a lot of grocery shopping once this all started, uh, we started to get to know, um, we already knew about Sport Hill Farm. I've been going to Patty Pops for forever, but we started to look into other local farms. And that was super fun. There are some really good farms near where we live. And, you know, like say a 20 minute drive. And they even found a place that sells a ton of different cuts of meat, all of which they're, you know, doing on their own farm. I, I don't know what you call it, harvesting? I don't know what you call cutting meat. I, there's got to be a word. Yeah, butchering, I don't know. butchering, I guess we'll call it butchering. So, okay. and, you know, then there became that whole thing around the industry where, you know, chicken farms and, pork farms and all these other places, the processing plants. And I was like, wow, I am really glad I packed in some meat for us in the fridge. And then the other thing I started doing is having at least two meals a week that are meatless Mm -hmm. and and sort of challenging myself to learn how do I cook vegetarian and still get protein. And I know you did the show on quinoa. I was cracking up because (laughs) quinoa is a big staple around here. We eat a lot of quinoa and it's not something that I ever would have really eaten much of prior to I now. love quinoa. Oh, love it's it. so good. So we, um, I made over the weekend, I made for July 4th, a quinoa salad with, and I'll tell you the recipe uh, because people might be interested. Uh, lots of chopped up different kinds of veggies, including bok choy. I, never I love thought, bok choy. Never would have oh. thought to put bok choy raw in a salad. I wouldn't either. That's actually it's so, so good. And um, chickpeas, which is another layer of protein. And then the dressing was kind of like a honey lemon vinaigrette. Ooh. And you know what I'll do? I'll post the link in the show notes. Funny how that yeah, works. Yeah, I'm interested Hooray. in that. So that it, what I loved about the recipe was it was kind of like, use the vegetables you have at home. You can use the, I suggest, you know, this, and I suggest that. And then they showed the balance so you'd know how much to put of what. And it was a huge hit with the family. And the fact is, is that a fair amount of my friends are vegetarian. So I've always been interested in vegetarian dishes so that I can have my friends over for dinner. That's so right. knowing this now, having this quinoa, wonderful dish, let's say someday when we go back to having barbecues with friends, <laughs> you know, we could do a barbecue and I could serve that. And I would know that between that and the green salad, she'd be full and content. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you could experiment. There's different types of quinoa. Did you see that? Uh, yeah. Other than multicolor <laughs> and white. No, I didn't know there were <laughs> different types. Yeah. It's so good. Oh, good stuff. I love yeah. it. I love Me it. Me too. And I, this is, you know, this is a, an important topic because I'm seeing people uh, during this pandemic doing things they never did before. So we're all kind of like, making fun of me because I did a lot of grocery shopping. <laughs> but there are people out there doing victory gardens and doing baking bread. You know, just not going to see me baking bread. Uh, yeah, just, no. It's not. I've debated. I have yeast. I've debated doing a, like, there's a word for it it's with the loaf. I can't remember. No something loaf. And um, maybe it's no, no rise loaf. I think that's what it's called. But I haven't. I haven't motivated to do that yet. Like baking is not my thing. I love to cook. Yeah. So um, me too. I feel like baking is a little too science for me and cooking is a lot more art. And exactly. Super creative. <laughs> yeah. 
So I don't know if you have a statement or two about how exercise and healthy eating affects our ability to be productive, since this is a show about productivity. <laughs> it'd be good if I ever circled around to that, right? You eventually got there. We did. We did. Um, so absolutely. So going back to the whole mindfulness thing, if you feel good, then you're going to want to do good. So being more productive. So eating foods that give you energy, eating foods that make you feel good. Hydration is a big one. Um, So especially now that it's hot, watermelon and melons right now are great. And just exercise, like exercise improves your oxygen flow, your circulation, it decreases your stress. So all of that definitely feeds into productivity and it enhances your self-esteem. Again, like when you feel good, you want to do more. So as a package, definitely good for productivity. Love it. So all your brilliance, Dr. Mel, where can people find you? You can go to my website, which is yournewquest.com. That has my email, phone number. Um, you could also connect with me on Instagram via the website. My Instagram handle is DPT. I'm probably the most active on Instagram as far as social media goes. So any questions, I love questions, send them over and nothing's too weird for me. So (laughs) yeah, we didn't talk about pelvic floor, but that's something you do as well. So, uh, and we talked about friends we have in common around that world. I am so grateful you're here to talk to us, especially about women's health, diet culture, and just feeling good. That's really the Mm -hmm. bottom line. I hope that's what comes out of COVID is that people realize it's okay to feel good. Exactly. There's no, it's not selfish. That's what a lot of women need to get over to. I agree. Thank you again. I'm so psyched you were here joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. You've been listening to the Uncluttered Office Podcast, available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and www.productivitybydesign.com. I'm your host, Katherine Avery. If you like what you've heard, please share this episode with someone you think needs it. I would love for you to leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. Your reviews make my heart sing and can help even more people find the gifts in their productivity challenges. Thanks for listening and see you next week. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.